And another very common one was prom or P-prom. Yep. So some of the... So can I give you my answer? Yeah, you, you go on. Tell me what all a the school, P's are. A school dance uh, <laughs> popular in the US. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. How are you going, Sneha? Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we left off uh, in the last podcast. We um, were discussing your um, survey on abbreviations. So um, this uh, this episode, we're going to um, talk about your results. Yes. So shall we just uh, summarise again what the survey was about in, in a few sentences? Yeah. So um, I I did a survey um, uh, um, assessing sort of um, anaesthetists. Um, theatre nurses and anaesthetic technicians and their knowledge of commonly used abbreviations in um, OBS and Gynae land um, yep. to see how um, how good they were at um, interpreting them correctly. Um, yep. And so uh, comprised a list of 50 um, abbreviations that I came across during my time at King Eddie's um, and I made it into a questionnaire and I distributed it out um, to everyone. Um, in the end, I, it was a fairly small survey, I only got 25 responses. Um, but um, it sort of gave me a bit of an idea um, on how well these abbreviations were yeah. were known. Um, Do you think they're ONG abbreviations or they're just some of them are actually just that specifically related to this hospital? And that I reckon there's quite a few that were very King Eddie's. Yeah, um, so I imagine it's similar specific. in every, every hospital around the world. Yeah. Over time they develop their own isms or yeah, their own... Yeah, their own lingo um, yeah. <laughs> or slang, yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so it would be quite interesting f- maybe um, to send that survey to 25... Other ONG specialists in the UK and see if they, and get, see if they, see know if they have any idea what they, what they mean. It's funny you say that because one of the UK <laughs> fellows who came over here as an anaesthetist, um, he'd done lots of obstetrics in the UK and he came over here and he's like, I have no idea what half of these mean. And yeah, yep. He'd done a fair amount. And so. I'm sure they could send us a list of stuff and we'll go, well, what are you talking what about? What are you talking about? <laughs> so what results did you get? So... Um, out of the 25 people um, that responded to the survey, the overall average score was 75%, um, which is not too bad, actually. Um, but if I subdivided that into um, consultants and registrars and techs and nurses, consultants had an average, of, an average score of 87%. So they yep. had the highest. That was followed by the anaesthetic technicians with an average score of 66%. And theatre nurses with 65%. And unfortunately, the anaesthetic registrars and fellows were in last place with an average of 61%. Yeah. But that so doesn't surprise me. So mm. Eric, the longer you work in a hospital, the, the longer or the greater duration of time you have to, to learn what these all mean. Yeah. So if you're um, a, a staff on a rotational basis, you know, you're only here for six months, you've got the least amount of time to learn this stuff. Mm. So that's pretty I think it just comes with expected. experience and time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not surprising the results. If you were here for 10 sure. years, you've probably seen them before and so you've probably figured it out by now. Exactly. And there's actually only one one person who got 100% in that whole survey. That was one of the consultants here. There's, oh, right. Yeah. You'll have to tell me off here later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's somebody that has appeared on your podcast before. So <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can probably work it out. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to think about it now. Yeah. Um, so now you, you, you said you were going to... Um, Give me a multi-choice. Yeah, I quiz. thought I'd. I thought so I'd um, ask you. Disclosure: I did. Uh, I did do your survey. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember half the questions. 
Um, wait, no, wait. it was John Carter. I one. gave you a serious one, and then I made up some stupid answers. You made a you made yeah. a joke one, which do you know? Uh, out of curiosity, what score did I get? Do you know? I can't. No, no, I can't remember what you. Got. I think you did all right. You I did all right. I wouldn't know if I got better yeah. than eighty seven percent. You probably did, to be honest. There was quite a few consultants who got in the nineties, so I think you did all right. I think you got an A, maybe an A plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> But there was room for improvement. Yeah, definitely. There were some, some terms that, yeah, people didn't know, which is quite common. So actually one of the um, abbreviations that people didn't know, so I'll ask you, um, AMA, does that mean A, Australian Medical Association? That's probably, that's the only one that's jumped into my head at the moment. Yeah. B, Advanced Maternal Age? I'm guessing that's Or C, unlikely. Ask Me Anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go for B. B, uh, yeah. But I only, only, I wouldn't have been able to get that if it wasn't a multi-choice. If yeah. it said, what does it mean? I, I don't think I would have done that. Yeah. So it, it, it was B, advanced maternal age. Um, yeah. So most people didn't actually, I think it was 80% of people answered that incorrectly. So, yeah. so that was the highest one that people had no yeah. idea what so that meant. Yeah. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to just do like a bit more of a serious discussion after yeah, this. After this about, yeah. about why abbreviations are, are good and why they're bad. And yeah. But presumably, if only twenty percent of people even know what it means, it's that's not a good. That it's not worrying. a good abbreviation. <laughs> no, it's, it's not probably a good not one a to useful use. one to use. Yeah. Um, another one was um, ECV. Yep. So, a so bit I know that one. Tra- you do know that one. So yeah. I got a few um, different answers. So one of them was electrical cardioversion, which I thought was a very reasonable. Yep. So if you worked in the CCU, exactly. that's what most of the nurses would say. That's what they would say. Um, extracellular volume. Which is a very yeah, if you're a physiologist, <laughs> physiolo- at UWA, that's what you'd say. Um, but the correct <laughs> answer was external cephalic version, so yep. that was a good one. Um, and another one which had a few interesting answers was help, H E L L P. It's what registrar say at the beginning of the term. But a boom. Hang on. But a There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is indeed what registrar say at the beginning of the term. I remember saying that myself. Um, the other answers we got were, um, is it the name of a Beatles album, perhaps? Was it? I actually don't know the answer to that. Help. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Help Does was one of the, the I think <laughs> it was one of the, so H-E-L-P though, okay. but yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, another answer was hepatic enzymes, low liver and platelets, which is slightly different, which is actually means hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes and low platelets. So Okay. So there were variations of, variations people knew of that, that it was something to do with the platelets and the liver and the... Exactly, uh, and something other. I couldn't yeah. exactly remember what it was. Yep. Yeah, and another very common one was PROM or PPROM. Yep. So some of the... So can I give you my answer? Yeah, you, you go on. Tell me what all a the school, P's are. A school dance, uh, <laughs> popular in the US. <laughs> um, oh, premature uh, preterm rupture membranes. Yeah. How many P's are there? So that's got two P's. And if it's got two P's, it's preterm premature rupture of membranes. Yep. There is one with three P's, though. Is that if you, if you have a stutter? <laughs> I don't know. What's the third? Um, was I, um, prolonged, oh, prolonged preterm premature rupture of membranes. <sighs> I know. That's a tough one. I reckon you could just keep adding P's to that and, <laughs> and, and make up things along the way. Um, and that was probably, so yeah. How, how many people got that one right? Um, prom, let's see. I, I think, think most people get... Oh, actually, only 24% of people yeah. got that I think got most people wrong. would yeah. know that there's something to do with rupture of membranes. Yeah. But then they just have no idea what the what P's are. What the P's are, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Um, and some other interesting ones are PET or PET. 
Can you an animal that lonely people have to keep <laughs> themselves company? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that could be one. <laughs> Another one could be positron emission tomography, like yeah, a PET scan. That's right. So you know, there's oncology in this host- in this hospital yeah. as well. So that's often used. Um, and in, a, in that uh, in that scenario. Um, and the other one was pulmonary embolism or pulmonary embolic thrombus. Yep. Potentially, which is well, sometimes quite people will say PE instead of uh, PET, mm. and so that's obviously it can be a problem. Yeah, I just remember thinking, wow, there's a lot of women here with pulmonary emboli on the well, sport. The yeah. Problem is that there are actually a lot of pregnancy is a risk factor for pulmonary embolism. Yeah. So there are actually people who should have PE written beside them on the on that hand over board. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, those were the the main ones. I suppose the most common abbreviations were. That everyone used, everyone got these abbreviations correct, um, was SROM, so S-R-O-M, yep. which we know, spontaneous rupture of membranes, FHR, which is fetal heart rate, and ARM, something which is... That's something attached to the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so artificial rupture of membranes, <laughs> just, to be, just to be sure. <laughs> are you going to ask me about DIC? Oh, yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, DIC, what is oh, that? I forgot that. Was <laughs> what was that? Someone with no manners. <laughs> <laughs> I love these sound effects. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so those are some of the re- really good ones, yeah. Um, or BBA, can you remember? Brought in by ambulance. Brought in by ambulance or bilateral breast augmentation. <laughs> <laughs> that was another good answer. <laughs> Would you ever do one? <laughs> <laughs> Just What's one. That? UBA. A unilateral. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, see how you go. Um, we'll, I suppose we'll post the correct answers on, on yeah, the website. So we'll, and uh, have you got an electronic copy of I the do. silly answers and the, and, and the, and, and the, and the correct ones? Correct we'll put answers. those up on this, on this yeah. post so people can, can score themselves and see whether they rate compared yeah. to our techs, registrars, or consultants. <laughs> <laughs> see what level you're at. Exactly. Um, um, so we were going to finish with a bit of a discussion about um, abbreviations in healthcare in general, but more serious. Yeah, I promise not to press the sound <laughs> no more sound. <laughs> um, so yeah, look, I guess just um, a new look. Abbreviation is an umbrella term for anything that's um, refers to anything that's a shortened form of a word or a phrase. And acronym is a type of abbreviation that's formed using just the first letters. Yep. Um, you know, for example, CEO or RSPCA, yep. things like that. So, I mean, look, why do people use abbreviations? Well, um, you know, it serves several functions. It saves a lot of space and time and avoids repetition um, of long words. So it's obviously very attractive um, in medicine and healthcare. Yep. Um, because of those reasons and it, it's been quite long-standing um, practice in medicine and in fact becoming more and more popular I think it's rampant the use of abbreviations um, yes. both in written and verbal document um, communication and in fact I think it's even more um, extreme in some ways in Australia just because we're so used to to making words as short as possible so yep. <laughs> anything that's more than two syllables definitely has a yeah everyone's name Exactly. I'm going to Rotto with Braddo. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to the Botlo before you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. If there's not a shortened version of it, we'll definitely make one up for it. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but look, uh, you know, it, it definitely can make communication a lot more efficient, but that's only if um, the abbreviation is fully understood by everyone. Yeah, that's right. So abbreviations are only helpful when there is actually um, no potential 
for misinterpretation or double meaning or ambiguity. Yep. And if there is, it can actually lead to a lot of problems. Um, number one, it can sort of hinder communication. Um, uh, it can be very confusing and unclear and, like I said, subject to misinterpretation. Um, it can be very challenging and difficult and just make the other person's life very difficult while they're sort of thinking away, well, what do they, what do they mean, you know? And it can also alienate the audience because, you know, they may feel excluded or a bit like an outsider, which is kind of how I felt when my first yeah. week here because I'm just like, I, I'm not in with the lingo. I have no idea yeah. what this exclusive language and means. I think that's yeah. definitely a downside because you want yeah. everyone to feel included and understand yeah. what the conversation's about. Exactly, so. yeah. And I suppose finally is that it can actually, you know, lead to or contribute directly or indirectly to potential you know, adverse or harmful incidents. Yeah. And this has particularly been well-researched in the prescribing and medication right, prescribing yeah. field where um, now they have sort of standardised lists both nationally and internationally of um, appropriate abbreviations to use when prescribing medications in order to avoid, you know, drug errors. That's right. So I did a quick Google and uh, mm. I've, I have seen stuff before. You know, a lot of the stuff online is about medical abbreviations on the drug chart mm. where people have written sub SC and it's been or uh, what they thought was SL and has been given subcut instead of sublingual yeah. and all sorts of other crazy things where yeah. drugs have almost killed people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there's definitely a lot of or like, you know, the decimal point, you know, not being yeah, put so in and right. having to so write getting, the zero. So you're getting, getting a ten tenfold or yeah. hundred times more digoxin than you need. Exactly. So et cetera, yeah. Um yeah, so it's definitely been uh, can cause a lot of issues in that area. And I suppose it hasn't really been well researched in the non prescribing or non drug area but you know it it definitely can impede communication um, yep. so um, I suppose based on you know the survey results I mean there's a few things that I yeah. suppose we could recommend um, yeah, what, what what um did you come across any things that people have done in other hospitals or institutions around the world I saw a few things when I was googling online yeah I, there's probably you know two ways to go about this one is sort of one one um I did see one recommendation was enforcing sort of a blanket ban on abbreviations full stop. Yeah, um, I don't think that would ever work. Exactly. I don't think that's very realistic or feasible to sort of enforce that sort of um, uh, complete avoidance of abbreviations. Because um, some abbreviations are actually almost words. Mm. A bit like, you know, eventually slang words become... Uh, Mainstream. Yeah, ...entered in the Oxford Dictionary and become words. Yeah. yeah so. so I don't think that was a very feasible um, option for solving this problem. Um but perhaps just being more mindful or just being more aware of when you use abbreviations, just, you know, just realising, keeping in the back of your mind that maybe not everyone will understand what you mean. So perhaps if you spell it out once at least yep, and then use it thereafter at least. Um, yep, so. And then the, the other thought was actually just about education really and raising um, awareness of the abbreviations used in this hospital or in this particular institution, having a sort of standardised glossary of... Yeah, maybe um, having a... a yeah, exactly that, a glossary where it's actually written on the walls uh, in various key places so people can look at those mm. and, and, uh, and, and understand what people are saying. And then perhaps maybe even having a – I read somewhere that there's um, some hospitals in, the, in uh, various parts of the world have, have like, um, approved lists. So there's okay, yep. abbreviations that are approved for use mm. and they're trying to discourage people from using ones that they make up themselves or that aren't sort of considered – uh, to be on the approved list. Mm. Yeah, that's a good way. Of, um, yeah. yeah. And one of the other things that I uh, was we were talking about before yeah. we started recording, so um, there was a letter in a journal somewhere uh, when a hospital had an electronic health record and they had this approved list of uh, 
uh, abbreviations, and they had like an AI sort of robot that trolled through the electronic medical records, right, looking for uh, unapproved abbreviations, and then it would sort of uh, generate an email and feedback to each individual person who was writing in the medical records how many times they'd used an unapproved abbreviation. Um, so that's not like um, too, too sort of threatening, just sort of giving you a bit of a heads up. Yeah. <coughs> and I think it said uh, after six months, thirty uh, was a 30% sort of decrease in the amount of unapproved, uh, unapproved yeah. abbreviations. So. Yeah, so that was a, a good result, I think, for yeah. that hospital. Obviously, if you have an ele- electronic system uh, or electronic-run hospital, I think that would be a good, potentially a good, good solution. But I think currently in our hospital, I'm probably not. <laughs> so... Um, I guess we should ask the listeners because I reckon there's people out there who are sort of twitching in their chair going, oh, I've got some great ones. Yeah, um, definitely. <laughs> it would really be interesting to see if anyone else out there has got some really um, interesting and weird anecdotes of abbreviations or acronyms that have gone wrong or some really funny ones that they've seen over the years. Yeah. Send them in. I'll try and... Uh, I try and approve them on the... On the <laughs> we'll <laughs> try and get them approved. Sometimes yeah. I go and leave and I come back and someone's like posted a comment because I get so few comments on there. Yeah. Look. Oh. Someone posted a comment two weeks earlier <laughs> and I have to click a button to make it come up on the website. <laughs> and then I feel really bad about it. But I'll, I'll be a bit more attentive this time because I'm assuming there'll be a few... Oh, I definitely want to. I'm sure there'll be heaps. I came across another one, TOF. What, uh, no, so it's not nothing to do with necophema. No. <laughs> The trochanter of the film. Yeah, the trochanter. Um, so, tetralogy of fallow or, oh, yeah, or tracheoesophageal fistula. That's right. So, that's a, so that's uh, a good one. That's, that's another one I came one. across And there was recently. one last night on the label board, no F- FW, yeah. no forwarders. I'm yeah. sure that one is not on the approved list. No, I don't think so. Because <laughs> no one knew what that one was. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for, uh, for a really uh, entertaining and sort of a few... Slightly serious discussion. Yeah. And um, we'll have to get you back on the podcast again sometime. Thanks again, Sneha. Yeah. Thank you very much, Roger. Cheers. Thanks for listening, everyone. Please go to the iTunes menu and subscribe to the show if you like it. Write a review. This will also help us uh, get seen by other listeners on the iTunes menu. If you're also interested, please go to our website at www.obsandguidingcritcare.org where there'll be lots of show notes and links to interesting videos related to the topic that you've just listened to. See you again next time.